nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf tired of paying too much for your internet contracts and hidden fees got you down Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, 
Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. All right, all right, all right, Mutiny Radio listeners out there in the world. This is going to be an open mic once some comedians get here. And uh, I'll be playing some music here in the fills, a little funk today. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's uh, the open mic. I don't know. It used to be called Watch and Learn. That's still uh, a thing. But uh, let's listen to some Teflon Funk free tape off YouTube. And we'll be right back with this crazy open mic. Yay!
Saturday, it's time for the open mic. Uh, there's only four of us, five if you include me, but I don't really count myself, uh, here in the building. So, you know, I, I mean, how much time do you want to do? I mean, it's one of those things where, like, it, I mean, how much do you want to listen to each other? <laughs> do you care? It's five minutes, five, five, obviously five minutes, we'll do at least that. Uh, and if someone's really cooking, then, you know, I don't, uh, the way it works here. That means you have a minute, but we're just chilling. We're just, you know, here, going to do jokes and stuff. So hopefully Robert and Paco will come in from the outside because that is 50% of our audience. Here, I'll, I'll go get him. Listen to some more funk. here now that's so exciting uh hey that's the way it works sometimes in comedy we're our own audience for each other isn't that amazing your first comedian this afternoon oh look they're spreading it around that's great instead of all sitting together where they could like be a consolidated audience nope they want to spread it around the building cool oh did you bring mister i oh i have dog treats for mister i made i made um the i just came from making the beef jerky at Bender, so I have all the meat bits for your buddy. And this is funny, Rachel. I, I'm getting a new kitten this afternoon, and I'm actually naming her Mr. Bojango Fett. So, because she's a calico, she's four kinds of cats, so she's going to get four names. But I know your dog is named Mr. I'm going to have a girl cat named Mr. There we go. All right, uh, don't forget to throw some money in that bucket, because fuck it, I'm here on a Saturday, and I... I'm still a little hungover until I take another, until I evacuate my ass again. I'm going to feel not so great. Uh, but great, cool. Your first comedian, clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion. It's James Coker, yay! Served. Um, have any of y'all done 23 and Me? You have? Were there any surprises? Yeah. Yeah? Like what? You want to talk about it? All right. Okay, that's fine. I had, I have a, one of my best friends from growing up was a guy named Rick Zullo who came from like a very uh, Italian family in New Jersey. And they prided themselves on how Italian they were. They're like, we, uh, you know, we've, there've been generation, we've been generations of Italian Americans here in New Jersey. Uh, we can trace our lineage all the way back to a small village in Italy. We are Italian. And so one of them out of curiosity, um, decided to do a 23andMe test. And it turns out they are not Italian at all. They are actually like Czech. 
And like half of the family was like, okay, that's really cool. Like, let's look into that. Let's embrace uh, our new heritage and um, see what we can find out. But the other half of the family was like, no, that test is wrong. Do it again. Send it back. We're Italian. You know, and then so somebody did do the test again just to prove, because they were like, I think in the original test, they were like 1% Italian. So they did the test again and got it back, and now they were like 3% Italian. And it was a victory for the Italian side. They were like, see, I told you that test was wrong. Send it out back again. This time, rub a garlic knot on it. Uh, I feel like um, when I was a kid, I looked up to the wrong role models. Um, when I like when I watched the movie Karate Kid, for some reason, I thought the good guys were Cobra Kai. Um, I don't know why. I just like thought they were really cool. I think if I had two choices, would I rather like hang out with my bros on the beach and break boards, or detail a 90-year-old Japanese man's car? The former sounds like a much better option, but I don't know. That's just me. Um, I recently, uh, my father-in-law asked me for my Netflix login, and I had to admit to him that my password was bonerjam69 with a Z. And um, a few months later, unrelated, I found out that somebody in Cairo, Egypt, had logged into my Netflix account. And I was less pissed off that someone in Egypt was using my account and more pissed off that someone in Egypt knew my password was BonerJams69. It was a low point. Um, has anyone tried uh, that gender swap filter on Snapchat? I did, and it just made me a um, fatter, hairier man. So I don't know what that says about me. Um, what else do we have here? Um, I've had a lot of different jobs uh, out of college. My first job was uh, I was a production assistant on TV shows. And uh, one of the, you know, you do anything and everything as a production assistant. You know, you're a gopher. And there was one time when I was carrying like 12 coffees. I was carrying like uh, three trays of coffee and um, trying to balance it all. And this kid pointed at me, said, look, mom, that's a coffee boy. And that was pretty, that was pretty hard. Um, but the mom was nice enough to correct him and said, no, son, that's a coffee man. Uh, I also uh, temped a lot in a bunch of offices. Uh, there was this one office that I was tipping at for a while that was like really laid back. But um, things got really tense because everybody kept losing the bathroom key. And... In order to keep people from stealing the bathroom key, they started attaching it to larger and larger items. So at first it was attached to like a block of wood. Then it was attached to a tambourine. Then it was attached to a steering wheel, but people kept losing the key. So eventually they just attached it to a kid's bike. And if you wanted to use the restroom, you had to roll a huffy down the hallway and it was um, a little humiliating. Um, what else did I want to talk about? How am I doing on time, Pam? Thank you. Good timing. Uh, when I was a kid, um, I thought fruit on the bottom was like a prize. Like, I didn't realize you were supposed to mix up fruit on the bottom yogurt. I thought you were supposed to get through all the bland ass flavorless yogurt. And the fruit on the bottom was like, just like a a prize for your hard work. 
Um, one last thing, I'll leave you on this. Uh, do you guys know that Gmail has a Gmail has an algorithm where they take the content of your emails and uh, give you targeted ads based off of certain keywords? Do you guys know that? You you did. Okay. Well, I recently um, got a targeted ad that said, "Got runner's diarrhea." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was from. I think it's when I emailed my boss saying, hey, I can't come into work today. I have, I have runner's diarrhea. Uh, anyway, all right, that's my time. Thanks so much. Yay. I'm sorry. I forgot that I'd brought my, I'd brought my microphone up, and then I went, wow, because that was the, because, because you were the diarrhea. Uh, always ending like on a poop joke, like a professional. That was really, that was really great, James. Put your hands together, everybody, for James Coker. Yay. That fruit on the bottom joke was very funny. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Because I'm sure it was real. It was absolutely real. You ate all that disgusting yogurt. I have no idea who's next on the list. I'm assuming it's Larry Dorsey because he's doing something. Are you filming yourself for Instagram to be famous? No, I'm doing it for you. For oh, thank you. Oh, my God, squeeze. Like, I don't understand Instagram, but this young gentleman does. Uh, hey, he's on KMEL now. It's really exciting and iHeartRadio. Put your hands together, everybody, for Larry Dorsey Jr. Hey man, uh, tall, tall Asian. You, <laughs> you're half white though, right? I, I know. You don't have to tell me. You are San Francisco. <laughs> I'm born and raised here in the city, but you are more San Francisco than me now. <laughs> Where are you from? Holy shit. You're a tall ass Asian from Texas? That's amazing. Were you on the basketball team? Okay, and then too many niggas, and you're just like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> These guys are too good. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that you know, on the way here, there was fucking hella car accidents. Hella. And I've developed patience with people. Being from San Francisco, I know, like, people come here, they get intimidated. It's just like, you know, super. So I don't peep, I don't yell, I'm just super patient. Literally, I can't make this shit up. I saw someone spin out in front of me on the way here, Pam, and hit the breath. Boom, 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 boom. Hell, it was intense. Intense, you know? Yeah, um, it's crazy. And in defense of Asians, you're Asian too, right, man? I don't think Asians are bad drivers. I don't. I just think Asians are meant to drive in outer space. <laughs> Y'all would be really good with uh, spaceships and shit like that. Um... I don't think that's racist either, um, because think about it this way: when they, when, when we're comedians, our job is to say crazy shit, right? <laughs> and y'all didn't laugh at that, right? But you, later on, you gonna fucking hella laugh at that, and you gonna like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is horrible. Um, I have a big show coming up. Uh, I'm opening for someone big at the comedy club. And uh, I, they said I have to do 20 minutes of clean material. Whoa. Yes, and I haven't done stand-up in six months, damn near. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying to get my shit tight, breaking out of my shell. This is my third set that I've done. 
I feel good though. Yesterday I got a fucking uh, standing ovation, so I feel good. Like I feel, I feel cool. And then here at Mutiny, I did well too yesterday. But it's the only thing is I have to, like I, these first couple sets, I'm cussing. But now after this, I got, I got like three more shows today. I got, I got, I got to stop cussing. But the thing is, standards and practices is nigga considered dirty. <laughs> Soft day. Hi, what'd you say? <laughs> what do you think you guys what is like what is the definitive line of dirty and clean because i want to get booked again you know this is like one of the top clubs here in this in the bay i'm like i need to get fucking booked again what's the definitive line of clean and dirty huh is that your excuse when you say it haha no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah Yeah. How about this one? Is this tell me if this is clean or dirty? I was watching a movie with my uncle who was in the Vietnam War. And it was a martial arts movie. And in the movie that the people started like floating and flying and shit. And he, my uncle goes, "You know they could do that in real life." And I said, "Get the fuck out of here." Right? No, they can't. I, I said, "Get the hell out of here. They can't." And he goes, "Yeah, they can." But it usually happens after they step on a landmine. <laughs> Is that clean? Yeah? Okay, I trust white women. She was like, yes, it's clean. I love it. <laughs> For sure. Cool. Okay. That's clean. What about this one? My dad thought selfies was jacking off. No? Well, because the sexual act is what okay, makes so it Okay, so sex is not clean. Poop jokes are fine. Okay. But, you, uh, but sex is... But yeah, I mean, you can't... Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do a joke. You, you can ma masturbation, though. It's yeah, but just don't say jacking off. Okay. Say masturbate. Okay, masturbate. Okay. And then that's clean. And then that's not a clean set if you talk about... Sure. But jack... Uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is how my sets know. go. I love it. I start a community conversation. <laughs> so here, I'm going to do something special for y'all. I'm going to do the same joke twice, once dirty, then clean. You ready? Okay, let's see how this works. And for the, to let y'all know, I'm opening at the San Jose Improv. What's up, bro? Nice to see you. Long time no see. At the San Jose Improv for fucking Orny Adams at the New Year's Eve fucking show. I got 30 minutes to fucking clean material. Okay, let's go. I'm going to do dirty. I'm going to do the joke dirty. Then I'm going to do the joke clean. You ready? Okay. Hip-hop just surpassed country music as the number one music, which is great. But the issue with that is hip-hop says nigga in almost every single song, you know, for, for the most part, right? He's, he, he can agree. <laughs> you got the Wu-Tang hat on, you could agree. Okay, so the issue with that is everybody is saying nigga. Asian people in the Bay Area say nigga more than niggas do. This is a fact. You just move here, but you're already shaking your head. You're like, yes, I heard this before. <laughs> so I want to take the power away from nigga because it's scientifically proven that when you get emotional, you can't access logic and your frontal cortex is blocked. So I don't want to be a black man walking around everybody saying nigga or singing songs and saying nigga and I'm be fucking all emotional the whole fucking time. I don't want to do that. I want to take that power and rephrase it again. I want to put nigga in the dictionary as human being.
So now every time someone says nigga, they're saying human being. It reaffirms our identity as black people. It brings back our humanity and it brings power to us every time someone says nigga. We all human beings. We're all connected, right? So could you imagine a little white boy on the bus with his mom, right? What's your name again? James. James. What's your middle name? Perfect name. <laughs> yes. Little Wellington is on the bus, <laughs> and I'm here with a group of my niggas, right? And I'm like, yeah, nigga, it's all good. And Wellington goes, he's with his mom. Mommy, mommy, what does nigga mean? Nigga means human being, little Wellington. So does that mean I'm a nigga, mommy? Yes, little Wellington, you're a nigga. So does that mean you're a nigga, mommy? Yes, Wellington, I'm a nigga too. So does that mean those guys over there are niggas? Those are definitely some niggas, stay away from them. <laughs> now I'm gonna do it clean. <laughs> Hip hop music just surpassed country as the number one listened to music in the country. Country, country, I, sh I shouldn't say it like that. I freestyle everything, I don't write this shit down. Okay. The problem with that is the N-word is used in all the songs. So now there's all these people who aren't black using the N-word constantly on a daily basis, which could cause a lot of emotional distraint for people who are black. So my job is to strip the power away from it so we don't get all emotional all the time and put the N-word in the dictionary as human being. So now it reaffirms our identity and our humanity as black people, and it shows that we're all human beings and we're all connected. So can you imagine a little white boy on the bus with his mom, and I'm here with a group of my N-words, right? And I'm like, yeah, N-word, N-word. Um, what's your name? James. What's your middle name? <laughs> oh, perfect name. <laughs> and little Wellington hears us say N-word, and Wellington's like, mommy, mommy, what does N-word mean? N-word means human being, little Wellington. So does that mean I'm an N-word, mommy? Yes, little Wellington, you're an N-word. So does that mean you're an N-word, mommy? Yes, little Wellington, I'm an N-word too. So does that mean those guys over there are N-words? Those are definitely some N-words, stay away from them. <laughs> does it still work? I think it's funnier with N-word. Really? Yeah. Holy sh- I think what? it's funnier with N-word. <laughs> He's like, I love nigga. What do you mean? <laughs> it loses its power. Yeah. I, I, what I, if it was N word all the way through? Because I thought that was very funny. But at the very end, you use the word for the last one. You say, stay away from those. Oh. Yeah. But do you think I'll get in trouble for, uh, oh, for soft A? I mean, you can ask. Yeah, go up to the booker who's the white guy looks like him. Hey, I know this is a clean set, but can I say nigga? <laughs> for this wholesome middle-aged white crowd. <laughs> Well, you know, here's when Stroymoy opens with that. I don't remember. I didn't remember eating a real ass N word. Yeah. He does it, and he does it all the time. I think he did it at Comedy Day too once, and that was in front of, and that was a clean set. But Comedy Day is 100% clean too. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, I've been talking to people like, what is clean? Ernest, what's up? I got to do a fucking clean set. 30 minutes at the San Jose Improv for the New Year's show. Oh, nigga. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, is this clean? I wonder if Michael Jackson is black in heaven. Lately, I've been... Huh? That's clean? Okay. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> but, um, you know, Michael Jackson's the first person who was trans age. A lot of people, oh, he's transracial. He's also trans age, right? He, was, he, was, he thought he was a different age. I just recently saw someone put down that they wanted to be uh, change their age. And, of course, he's a white man. He said he wants to change his age from 60-whatever to, to the age of 20-something, legally, and he did it. He legally changed his age to 20, right? <laughs> so I'm like, he's tripping. He got it twisted. If I was going to change my age, I would change it to be above the age of 60 because I want benefits, <laughs> right? And I'd be sitting on the bus, and an old lady would come up to me and say, excuse me, young man, could you, could you please get up? I'd be all like, lady, I'm older than you. It works better when I say bitch. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'm older than you. You know what I mean? It just works better that way. Um, but yeah, I am getting older. I realize that because single mothers are starting to hit on me. And I got respect for people who date women with kids, but I don't even mess with the woman with my kids. Is that clean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm Larry Dorsey Jr. Thank you. Yay! Yeah, that that last joke that was super clean. That and Michael Jackson in heaven is he black? Is he black in heaven? That's hilarious. Cause did he make it to heaven? He never, you know, he never had sex with any little boys. He just looked at their buttholes, and I think that's clean too. I think that's super clean. You could say butthole. You could say you could say butthole. That's fine. Like Mr. Poopy Butthole. That's TV clean. Yeah, that was really fun. Th thanks, Larry, and thanks for um, thanks for taking the Instagram thing because I honestly don't know how that works. Um, and tagging Mutiny Radio. If everyone would do that and follow Mutiny Radio SF, boy, does that mean something? I don't know how it works. Um, Instagram, like I just use Facebook, and people are like, we don't. Who's next on that list up there? Is it is it Robert Hudson? Sweet. All right. Uh, your next comedian does not check his email because otherwise he would have known that he got accepted to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 because he applied. And you're going to fill out that little acceptance form and stuff uh, by Monday. Thank you so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Robert Hudson. Yay. All right. I got accepted, guys. Feeling good. Got a show tomorrow. This guy's on it, too. Uh, if you guys want to come out, yeah, you're the Pig Comedy Show, Sunday, 7.30, tomorrow, December 8th, right? That's the date, right? Uh, it's in Soma at the Alchemist. Yeah, come through, come through. Um, my friend, who's a girl, she was asking me, uh, she asked me, how do I get my boyfriend to choke me during sex? And I was like, that's a good question. And I just told her, just try to kill him just try to murder him and in self-defense he will choke you um, and if you successfully murder him then he wasn't an alpha and he doesn't deserve to procreate anyway 
Yeah. Yeah. So it solves uh, both your problems. Um, yeah. My girlfriend recently, she was like, I want to be treated like a queen. All my other girls, their boyfriends treat them like queens, like yes, queen. So I was like, fine, I'll treat you like a queen. So I slit her throat and freed the Romans. <sighs> yeah, because that's how you get treated like a queen, you know? And we went over to her parents' house uh, this past weekend. Her dad was being super disrespectful to me. So I sort of just like, I just like checked in with her real quick. And then I was like, this is Sparta. And I kicked her dad down a giant well because she's my queen. And that is how royal hierarchies change. You have to take out the father, okay? And once he was deceased, I assumed my position as rightful king. She was crying. She was like, oh my God, okay, please stop, stop. I don't want you to treat me like a queen anymore. And I was like, fine, fine, go make me a sandwich. Not because she's a woman, not because she's a woman, because she's a peasant now. She's of a lower caste <laughs> system, all right? It's hierarchical and I'm a king and she's not a queen anymore. <laughs> So we're just following suit. We're following suit, guys. Um, speaking of kings, I thought it was pretty crazy that in Game of Thrones, the ending is just Peter Dinklage going, all hail Bran the Broken. <laughs> <laughs> just like Bran the Broken? That's This guy's in your most highly respected office position, and you just are going to nickname him after his like severe birth defect. Actually, it's not even a birth defect. He got pushed out a window, right? I mean, it's kind of crazy. It'd be, it'd be like, it'd be just like, if, could you imagine if nicknames were just what we call people? We just like say their name plus whatever their disability is. Like, you're just like, oh, look, here comes AIDS ridden Andy <laughs> just coming down the street. Um, did you know he's HIV positive? He will be a good king one day. <laughs> he will he will be a good leader. Um, yeah, I went to a Chinese massage parlor recently. Uh, and just up front, I was like, hey, look, can I get a happy ending? And, you know, she was giving me a massage and she started to move her hands like lower and it felt good. And, you know, she got really close to like my thigh area uh, and she was just like rubbing all over with the oils, like any massage. Um, and then just near the end, she sort of like leaned in really close. Uh, and she was like massaging like all over. And she got real close to my face and just whispered in my ear. And then the prince kissed the princess and they lived happily ever after. And I was like, thank you for that. That was nice. That was a happy ending. I feel relaxed and inspired now, like a, like a Disney movie. Um, anyone here? Anyone here see the new Mulan trailer? Yeah, saw it. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's Asian. It's very cool. I'm like, all right, one for us. Like Disney's been all about these like live action shows, you know. Um, but then they dropped the Little Mermaid trailer and they're making her black. And it's like, oh, okay. And like the internet had this big like uproar about it. They're like, whoa, what? 
In fact, the number one comment on the Mulan trailer was, well, if you can make the Little Mermaid black, why don't we just make Mulan Mexican? And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, it's deep. So I left a comment on that comment, and I just said, well, see, you can't make Mulan Mexican because she's a real Asian historical figure. She was a real Chinese person that fought for the emperor's armies in 400 BC. And the Little Mermaid is a fish person. <laughs> she's not real. She can be purple, and the story still makes sense. Mulan can't be Mexican, otherwise that movie just starts with her going, uh, why am I in China right now? <laughs> or, uh, ¿Cuánto estoy en el chine? <laughs> All right, thanks guys, that's been my time. Give it up for Pam for hosting on a Saturday. Yay, Robert Hudson, yay. No, I'm sorry, was that, was that terrible? Was I not, did I not have enough enthusiasm for you? <laughs> Robert Hudson, yay, yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, hey, there's more people on the list. I should turn the lights on so that there's lights on stage. Um, here, listen to this and I'll do that real quick. All right. Uh, fun little fact. I take this song when I'm hanging out with small children and we're waiting for the bus and we sing, we want the bus, gonna get that bus. Oh, we need the bus, gonna get that bus. All right. Who's uh, Paco? You're up next. What's your last name? You don't want me to tag you. It's fine. You're not Macaulay, so I'm going to untag that because I don't know who Paco Macaulay, who's a comedian, is, but he's not Asian. <laughs> uh, <I've> got... <laughs> cool. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Paco. What up? Whoa. What up, guys? Hey. Uh, I'm actually not from San Francisco at all, so I'm... Only visitor here. What's up? I'm originally from Hawaii. Hey. Yeah, aloha. Anytime I say I'm from Hawaii, people are like, do you surf? And I'm like, yeah, the internet. Because I'm a millennial. And because I'm a millennial, I'm also poor, which means I also surf couches. So if anybody has a free couch, I would really appreciate it this trip. Um, but also being from Hawaii, we have some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Absolutely gorgeous. You can swim in it. Open your eyes underwater, finding Nemo right there. The water is so clear, you can watch it in high definition. It's beautiful. Uh, you can see schools of fish. You see coral reefs, turtles with straws stuck in their nose. It's amazing. Uh, a lot of people, I like that we're around comics because you guys laugh at that. A lot of times people feel bad. They'll be, aw. It's like, why do you feel bad for the turtle with the straw in his nose? He's misusing the tool, right? Like, if, some, if I had a light bulb in my ass right now, nobody would be like, aww. They'd be like, 
it's not the brightest bulb in here, is it? Um, but yeah, also, if a turtle has a straw stuck in his mouth, yeah, save the turtles. But if a turtle has a straw stuck in his nose, that's a cokehead turtle, <laughs> right? Because when have you ever had a straw in your nose and it wasn't coke? Never. Especially in San Francisco. Come on. You guys have to do coke here. You guys invent so much technology and can still make it to happy hour on time. How the fuck is that possible? It's not humanly possible. You have substances helping you. Um, but also, I understand the turtle. I get it. Because if I move that slow, I would be doing cocaine too. I would want some assistance. I don't want to move that slow like I'm dial up. No, get me on DS, get me on Google Fiber level. Hell yeah. And uh oh. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like turtles are the only creatures in the animal kingdom that you can see the drug hitting their system while they're still doing the drug. Because they start off slow and then they end the line normal speed. They're like, there's my line. Whoa! So this is what a rabbit feels like. Yeah! Uh, yeah, but uh, also like fuck the turtles, man, for reals, because they took plastic straws away from us, <laughs> right? I don't know if you guys know this. The plastic straw ban is just a moral victory. Even the people who implemented the ban agree it does nothing for the environment. Plastic straws are actually less than one percent of the problem. It's kind of like when hotels label the thirteenth floor the fourteenth floor. Like, guys, nothing bad is going to happen. We're on the 14th floor. We're not going to die. It's stupid. It's dumb. And also, anytime I go to a bar to get my favorite drink, a very berry mojito, I have to have it with a, plast a paper straw. A paper straw. So halfway through my beverage, I'm drinking mojito-flavored spitballs. It's not good. And I can't drink it without a straw. Because a mojito always has too much mint. It has too much mint in it. So mojito without a straw is just an alcoholic salad. Which is a very popular diet in LA. You do it right after Soul Cycle, fresh in the morning. Um, so yeah, like, back, back to the beach though. Uh, yeah, being from Hawaii, the beach, love it. I learned, I learned a lot about the beach. The beach is kind of like, the, I've learned the ocean and the beach are kind of like women. You know, the ocean and, and women are very similar because both are very beautiful. But if you play around in it too much, it will kill you. They can kill you without even notice. You're gone. You disappeared forever. Also, both have cycles. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> women have menstrual cycles and the ocean has the moon cycle. Got it. Thank you. And th whenever a full moon happens, the high tide comes in. And three days after a full moon, it pushes in these things called Portuguese man of war, kind of like jellyfish, and they can sting you. It hurts a lot. It's basically like the ocean's PMSing at that point, right? Because it's like, you can enjoy all of this, except three days after a full moon, 
I'm going to be angry. With je- it's, So I was swimming in the oceans, period, one day, right? And I got stung across the chest. You ever have something hurt so much you turn into Michael Jackson? You're like, ooh, 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 ooh. Thank you very much. My name's Paco, guys. You guys have a good one. Yay, Paco! All the way from Hawaii. I like the way you say it. That's funny because Cody Abe has some Hawaii jokes too. Uh-huh. Yeah, look at that. You guys can share, share experiences. It's a, it's a, it's a happy Saturday, everybody. People keep rolling in. That's nice. Your next comedian is it, Rachel? I, th- I think so. I'm just, I'm just sort of like pretending I know what's on the list. I know everybody yeah, in the room. Rachel. Yeah, it's Rachel. Uh, put your hands together. Another um, acceptee into the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020, March 1st through 7th. You get to laugh at her jokes right now. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Woo, yeah. Everybody make some motherfucking noise if you can't think of a better way to start my set. Yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? Oh, man, I've been running around all day feeling really anxious and doing a bunch of stuff. Anyone else? I feel really, I I just can't wait till I'm depressed again, man, because then I won't have to do anything. I won't even have to get out of bed. It's going to be a good time. A lot of you know, like, I'm from Ohio. I'm half, like, my, my moms are lesbians, and my dad is a hillbilly, so that makes me, like, half lesbian half redneck anyone else like at least i think so like how many licks does it take before your college experiment turns gay does anyone know we'll have to figure that out get down to the bottom of it i'm doing a college experiment okay um my uh my moms were drug counselors and we never went to church but they would take me to AA meetings all the time Every week we would go to an AA meeting and I really did think growing up that an alcoholic was just a synonym for adult. And it turns out I was right. <laughs> I was right all along. <laughs> yeah. And my dad, I was talking to him about, I was like, yeah, I've been doing all these open mics and I'm like gaining weight from all the beer I've been drinking. I think I should stop drinking beer. He's like, no, we don't need to stop drinking beer. Just switch to Michelob Ultra. You know, it's got half the calories, half the carbs. I'm <laughs> like, man, you should work for their marketing team. It's pretty good. Do you ever, like, look at uh, pictures of yourself on stage and you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have wore all that fat that day. What was I thinking? <laughs> Damn. Huh. But you know what? What brings me comfort is it doesn't matter how fat you are, how thin you are, how tall you are, if you have a big forehead, if you have a buck tooth, if, you, if you've got a weird mole on your face, you'll still get sexually harassed on the street, you know? And there will be a fetish porn out there just for exactly the way you are. <laughs> Moving out to California, I found like, uh, people are really sensitive. Like they get really weird anytime you use the R word, right? Like anytime I call someone a Republican, they get really mad. Maybe it's because they put a retard in the White House. Ah. Thanks, Pam. (laughs) That was a a new one. Um, Yeah, so do you guys ever find uh, like reasons to like celebrate? Reasons like for you to use drugs so you can feel better about it? (laughs) 
Like, hey, it's Snoop Dogg's birthday. Let's roll up a blunt. And the next day you're like, it's Snoop Dogg's birth week. Let's roll up a blunt. And then the next month you're just like, fuck it, Snoop Dogg was born. I just committed murder, let's do some blow. You know, just coming up with <laughs> random excuses to party. Uh, so uh, you were talking about periods and stuff. Wait, hold on, no, l let me backtrack. So uh, I go to a lot of open mics and what I've noticed is that a lot of guys like talking about their dicks. They really do. It's like something, like I, I have a feeling I have a, a like a good mental image of what everyone's dick in here looks like because of how many times I've heard them talk about it. And it's kind of hack, you know? It's like, what if I get up here and start talking about my tits, you know? Like that would be like, anyway, so I'm afraid of jogging and that's because I've had double Ds. <laughs> I've had double Ds since I was in like seventh grade. And like, I'm afraid, yeah, it's true, it sucks. Um, and I'm afraid that if I start jogging, that one of my tits is gonna fly up and smack me in the face and give me a black eye. Then everyone's gonna wanna beat up my boyfriend. And that's not fair. That's not cool at all. Like sometimes I don't wear a bra, but that's because I want him to sag. Like I want him to sag, I want him to get lower and lower. I wanna get past my belly button someday. Cause then I can just throw him over my shoulder and then my back won't hurt as bad. Anyone else? Anyone in this room full of dicks? Anyone feel the same way I feel? Yeah, another thing, like, there's, like, this stereotype that, um, that girls talk about their periods on stage a lot, and I haven't really heard anyone say that, but I was thinking about it, and did you guys know that when a woman starts her period, that there's a chemical that goes off in her brain that makes her more sensitive to pain, it makes her a more sensitive person, and that's when our testosterone is the highest. So basically, whenever a woman is on their period, that's the closest we'll ever get to being a man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that one will work someday. Maybe not. Oh, that's all I want to do. Thanks, everyone. Yay! Yay, talking about your period. Yay! No, I'm, hey, I'm down for it. I love I love it when people do abortion jokes. I, you know what I especially love is when men do abortion jokes. Does anybody remember the time when the 21-year-old boy came in and started talking about menopause? That was hilarious. I was like, look at the child mansplaining my future to me. It was so funny. I was like, baby, you ain't got a horse in this race. You don't need to be talking about it. Uh, but yeah, I'm old. And, um, and I don't have, you, it's so great when you don't have your period anymore. It's like, it's amazing. My underwear are so happy. Your next comedian, his underwear are probably pretty happy too. I don't know. That was a terrible segue. <laughs> I don't know who's next on the list, so that's not even it. Uh, is it Ernest or is it Kelly? It's Ernest. Okay, we've all decided as a group. Put your hands together for Ernest Evangelista. Yay! <laughs> Hey guys, how you guys doing? Cool. Um, so I'm going to talk about my penis. It's been, I've been having the same size since seventh grade. Same size, same size, same pants, same underwear. I don't change my underwear, mainly because I like the memories. 
You know, like, wow, my cum used to be green. You never had green cum? I think it's because I was really into, like, like 90s snacks, remember? <laughs> like, everything had a green slime. And also, fun to masturbate with. Am I right, kids? Oh, whoa, okay. Uh, hey, guys, how you guys doing? Cool. I'm going to talk about uh, how crazy my family is. And how uh, the reason why I'm so messed up is because uh, my dad had me when his uh, sperm was old. So I'm based on old cum. You ever had like old cum inside you? It's very slow and that's why I walk with a limp. Uh, it's like... Uh, uh, yeah, so my dad... He, uh, he's a really cool guy. He, uh, worked for Muni all his life. And, uh, um, only thing he really did in his life was gamble. He gambled a lot. He gambled on his cum and came out me. Uh, but yeah, my mom, my mom, she was a weird fellow. She's, uh, she's really religious. She, uh, never touched a drug in her life. And a lot of comics like to blame their parents for everything bad that they did. Uh, I like to blame myself. I'm the cho- I'm the bad person. Uh, I was the one who decided to play with guns. Uh, okay. You ever played with a gun? In your butt? You ever, you ever, I'm not talking about like, like bullet guns. You ever put a super soaker in your butt? Okay. Well, how else do you clean it? Um, how else? Speaking about putting things in your butt, who here likes their phones? Who here likes, uh, sexting random dudes and girls, their dick, uh, you guys ever use that phone that you're sexting your lover and shoved it up your ass just to see if you get your friends to FaceTime you? My phone is currently up my ass right now. My number is 650-219-8072. Uh, can someone give me a ring? This doesn't work on Tinder either. Uh, so guys, I've been uh, three months sober. I've been... I've been three months sober, man. Yeah, I have to stop doing drugs uh, like cocaine mainly because my son. My son stopped selling me cocaine. He's he's like, it's too hot on the border, Dad. They keep stopping me. Do you know what's happening on the border? Okay, let's not talk about it. Uh, But no, what really happened was I got in trouble uh, for doing cocaine outside a bar once. And then a security guard came up to me and was like, hey, man, stop doing that shit. And I was like, hey, man, why don't you shut the fuck up? You sound like a real cop right now. Hey, dude, prove to me you're not a cop by doing this cocaine. Turns out he was a cop. And then I got arrested. You ever got arrested for cocaine possession and then had to show up in court and you're doing cocaine the other night? And you're like, fuck, I'm out of cocaine. I need to wake up a little bit. I should probably take this acid. And then you go to court tripping balls on acid and you look the judge in the eye and you say please don't hurt me daddy 
and they're like, fuck you, 30 days, and you go to jail for 30 days. I like going to jail because I learned a lot about myself, mainly uh, my worth in, as a man. In jail, I'm about worth two packs of cigarettes, a pair of honey buns. That's the name that they call me in jail, honey buns. And I was really popular in jail, mainly because I got to sneak phones up my ass. That was where I learned that trick. All right, you guys have a good night. Yay, Ernest Evangelista. Uh, phone's in his butt. Were you really in jail for 30 days? Uh, no. Oh, good. I was going to be where I was like, when did I not see you for 30 days? <laughs> I was like, how long ago were you in jail? Christ. Well, he did have a phone in his ass. He did have a phone. Yeah, he did learn how to smuggle phones in his ass. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a fetish with people who've been to jail. I like, I like people who've been to jail. I don't know why. It's like a weird bad boy thing. Anyway, people who've been to jail, I find you much more attractive than other people. Uh, and your next comic, what a handsome man he is. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Uh, yeah, this is a bad time to mention that I've been to jail. <laughs> Uh, make some noise if you've been to jail. Yeah, who's been to county, right? Fuck yeah. I went to jail for possession of what? Positive feelings. <laughs> now nah, it was cocaine. It was definitely cocaine. <laughs> I'm wearing a blazer. Of course it was cocaine. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not just a look. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, I went. The, the thing, though, I learned about you know, life in jail, though, the most important thing I took away is uh, uh, ramen can fucking kick ass. All right, seriously. If you've never seen what they can do with ramen in jail, you have not lived. All right, seriously. Some ramen, some beef jerky, some cheese whiz, and a tortilla. Fucking say magnifique, okay? Seriously, I think, listen, Food Network, it's starting to go downhill, right? They need to really amp it up. Competitions aren't enough. I think they should make uh, Master Chef County Edition. That's like, that's the next step, right? Just Gordon Ramsay in there yelling at dudes, getting stabbed in the liver with a, a toothpick or a tooth, a toothbrush, toothbrush, whatever they sharpen and turn into weapons now. A piece of poop that they've frozen and wrapped in saran wrap. You know what they use, right? Who doesn't know these things? I guess none of you. All right. <laughs> speaking of fucking speaking of food, uh, I worked in restaurants for a long time. Anybody service industry people here at all? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So when you work in restaurants, you got to know specific lingo, like behind you or like uh, fire table 86 or like who's got the Coke, you know? Those are the things you need to learn the lingo for. <laughs> yeah. Who is always Roberto? Fuck yeah, Roberto. I love that guy. Anyway, uh, that's not racist. That's just truth. All right. I'm <laughs> just saying I, I worked in Houston. It's on the Mexican, it's on the Mexican border. Uh, there's a lot of transportation going on and I like good Coke. Anyway, uh, that's not where I wanted to go with that, but the thing is, uh, restaurants, the other thing is you periodically get these people that come in who want to try to, like, I don't know, scam their way into a free meal, uh, or in restaurant lingo, we call them human garbage, you know? That's the pieces of shit. Anyway, I had this one table come in. It's a group of 10, and they're trying to get their entrees for free, because when they bought the, brought the food out, there was no silverware on the table, so they ate it with their hands. They ate, it's a lasagna, all right? It's an Italian restaurant. Have you ever tried to eat hot lasagna with your fucking hands? All right? Like, that's commitment. I almost want to give it to him for free just for the show. You know? I'm like, can we get this on phone? That's really just a story. And, uh, yeah. Does anyone else uh, here hate adult women? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ad 
adult <laughs> adult women who wear animal hats you know like fucking uh panda really like sheila can you take that off right now because you're my doctor and i'm not really feeling positive about this upcoming surgery right now you're a fucking adult all right take the shit off i'm sorry Am I, does that make me old? Is this what we're into now? We're just dressing like children for the rest of our lives? Fucking. I'm down with drugs, all right? But you don't have to dress like an eight-year-old to do them, right? Did I turn this off? Yeah. I did. All right. It's loose. There we go. Drugs! That's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, my, my mom's an overshade. Yeah, nope. <laughs> you can't wear this and talk about racism, all right? Unless you are very pro. <laughs> like, let's talk about how we're going to repair this nation, brother. No, I'm not saying. She just feels bad coming out. <laughs> feels bad because it feels right. That's why I know. <laughs> uh, you can take the boy out of Texas, but you can't take. Well, let's not finish that sentence. Anyway. Now, my mom is, growing up, first of all, growing up in Texas, it's a fucking weird place, all right? But there are some things that are awesome about it. Like, I love guns, all right? And I don't think if you have demons in your head that you should have them. But, I mean, have you ever shot a fucking gun? Seriously. It feels good, all right? Fucking get in there and live your life. Fucking, you know, if some guy named Gunther owns land that nobody wants to use and you can shoot a rifle on it fucking go to town man i'm just saying have a good time this is no longer a joke i just wanted to get that off my chest <laughs> and it felt good uh but I, I it was a weird upbringing because like my parents were super liberal and it is not a liberal place <laughs> it is like my mom told me one time uh when i was uh, 14 she told me that my stepdad wore panties yeah that's a good note for that horn uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to know that. Well, that's like way too young to hear that. You know what the right age is for that? Never. Don't ever tell me that. I don't want to. What the fuck is wrong with? So I got shit like that just rattling around in my head. And uh, I rode the bus in middle school, uh, which, as you can imagine, in Texas, not exactly a sex positive place, you know, uh, not forward thinking. And so one day these kids were all like, you jerk off. I bet you jerk off all the time. You jerk off, don't you? I'm like, uh, yeah, we all do. We're 13. Yeah, <laughs> we're all. Everybody is jerking off. You jerked off before you got on the bus and will soon do that again. But that's not what I said. What I said is masturbation is a perfectly healthy activity because that's what my mom said. And that's exactly how I said it. <laughs> I said, because that's what my mom said. If you wonder if I got beat up, uh, I did not actually because I can hide. All right. Yeah, I can. They can't put you in a locker if you're already in the locker. You know? <laughs> all right. I'll finish on that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Kelly Evans! And now I have an image of you masturbating into panties, into your daddy's panties. <laughs> Wearing panties, <laughs> masturbating into daddy's panties. It's, it, they're soft. Panties are nice. They're soft. They're, you know, I don't know why they make men's underwear so bulky. You know? Okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining you wearing panties now with your beard. Yeah, that's fun. Thanks, guys. All right. Your next comic on the list is a person. I think it's Cody Abe. Am I right? Cody Abe. I'm a person. All right. Is it loose? Okay, there we go. I have to hold it in. Uh, that's like my penis into, I don't know. Uh, I, I recently 
I recently got back into skateboarding. That's something that I did. Uh, hold on, let me rephrase that for you. I recently bought a skateboard again for the fifth time. It's like, I shouldn't be skateboarding. Uh, I, I carry it around everywhere, and they're like, oh, you got a new hobby, dude. And it's like, no, woodworking is a hobby. You know, like in five years, I'll have a table. With skateboarding, in five years, I'll be crippled. Like, it's not, there's no, it's not a hobby. You know, it's a death wish. It's something that... I'm going to go off and never come back. Like, I, I mean, I guess you could lose a finger with woodworking, uh, but I could lose uh, a limb, like a, a, a major limb that, that actually has, I don't know, fuck it, whatever. We'll, we'll move on from this. I've been falling a lot. Uh, like on my skateboard, I haven't been collapsing spontaneously. That'd be a medical emergency, I'm pretty sure. But um, I've been falling a lot. Uh, I, I ate shit on a curb today. I was trying to ollie up it. Uh, but the good thing about skateboarding is that you can uh, learn from your mistakes and kind of fix it for next time so I can't so I don't fall uh, and so what I was supposed to do when, when I was approaching the curb uh, was uh, pick up my board and walk up the curb because uh, <laughs> like I was batting a thousand uh, walking up curbs my whole life I don't know what came over me to throw that change up to myself like fucking you know just Walk up the damn curb, Cody. You're stupid. Uh, I don't like. I'm under some delusion that I'm gonna be good at skateboarding one day, uh, when the best skateboarder in the world is 24 years old. I'm behind. Um, like, there's no way I can be anywhere as good as him, or even like anywhere as good as as somebody that's way younger than him, <laughs> which is also way younger than me. Um, it's uh, yeah. It, like, I, all I do is just weave dangerously through. Tr- through traffic like that's all I do and uh, I, I don't even practice tricks like that ollie thing is not true I can't ollie I just run into the curb like it's it, it's stupid I don't know why I'm doing it um, so I'm trying to make better decisions in my life I'm trying to find new hobbies uh, on an unrelated note uh, does anybody want to buy a skateboard uh, I'm selling a skateboard um, yeah, I'm trying to find a new hobby. I, I looked into cooking. Cooking's cool because it's a good way to just uh, assert your dominance over somebody. You know, I can julienne carrots. I can brunoise potatoes and chiffonade parsley. What the fuck can you do, huh? That's how you dominate somebody, right? With your knife skills. <laughs> you just mention fancy words and they'll they'll be like, ooh. When in reality, uh, I was only a prep chef. They didn't allow me to cook anything. <laughs> I can't cook, um, but cooking cooking is a is cooking is is fun because like you can be a show off at it and no one's gonna complain, right? Like you, like no one's gonna be eating a perfectly cooked steak and be like, yeah, this is good and all. Did you see the way he butter basted that? It's fucking pretentious. <laughs> like no one's gonna say that. Like I, I, I'll give you another thing. We have Benihanas, okay? People go to restaurants to look at people flipping spatulas and throwing eggs in the air and catching them without cracking somehow. How do they do that? I don't know. But it's they, they take pictures of that because they're, sh- they're show-offs, and I try to flip my board in the street, and I'm a public nuisance. Like, I don't get it. Like, fucking, I'm going to go cook. I don't know. I'm not good at cooking. I, I suck at cooking. They say baking is a science and uh, cooking is jazz. And if that's the case, I'm listening to a lot of jazz. And that, by that, I mean ordering Postmates all the time. Um, I'm not. I'm not cooking at all. Uh, 
I'm a I'm a millennial. You know, millennials don't cook. I'm also a hypochondriac. I'm a I'm a hypochond millennial hypochondriac, and what that means is it's like a normal hypochondriac, but instead of going to the doctor, I uh, stay home and just wait to die. Cause, <laughs> um, oh, that was a good one. Okay, I just fucking okay. Um, Okay. Yeah, I noticed I was a hypochondriac because I, I there's targeted ads on my phone for like some Hep C uh, shot or something like that, and I I've never searched up anything about Hep C, but I guess I searched up enough medical terminology that they're like, this guy needs some help. Like he at least needs some way to know that uh, he's not alone. I don't. <laughs> I I fucking I I I love. Targeted ad. I think that's the most genius way to do it, right? You 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 send you send targeted ads for, to hypochondriacs uh, about like things like HIV, uh, Hep C, and like fibromyalgia or something like that. And you just like, big farm is coming for you. Okay, everybody. Um, thank you. <laughs> Cody Abe, everyone, sitting at home, waiting to die, and growing that fantastic mustache. Did I just recognize that you're like? That you've been fluffing the stash. It's looking. It's looking healthy. It's looking good. He's growing. No, I like it. It's. It's. Well, I just never noticed before today that you've got that you've got this sweet stash, bro. I like it. All right. Also, targeted ads. Targeted ads are so weird on my Facebook. I keep getting um, Christian mingle, and I think it's because I say fuck Jesus all the time, and they they want me to. They think I want to like fuck a jesus person no i'm like yeah it's that and bullet bullet bourbon i'm like that makes sense yeah i know 1995 delivered to my door i, I love drinking alone at home so does your next comedian actually i don't i usually like drinking in the bar but uh your next comedian is is it warhol are you everybody's a great world golf man <laughs> Uh, I'm not a hypochondriac, but I think I am. <laughs> Why is your mic wet? <laughs> um, so there's a band called Dizzy Up the Girl. Isn't that what Cosby got in trouble for? <laughs> Can't do that. Like, dude, it's a shame. It's a shame. Do Cosby raped Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Like, I don't think he belongs on the Supreme Court at all. We only have room for white rapists on the Supreme Court. <laughs> and Clarence Thomas, obviously. <laughs> only them. America's so racist. Like... You know, if you have to ask, that's a microaggression. Um, no, Trump, Trump is so racist that he saw a black man in the Oval Office and was like, anyone can do that. And America's so racist that Trump was right. Don't look so smug, you look like you voted for him, you know? <laughs> Dude, this, this isn't a joke, but uh, my friend Andrew once got uh, assaulted on his way to his house, leaving the bar closest to his house, 
uh someone just shouted at him hit him over the head with a bottle i i was in the neighborhood so i saw him like soon after i had to call in to work for him and shit and it was so confusing He's such a nice such a nice person i was like what happened why did it happen he couldn't figure it out he just couldn't figure it out and then i was like wait a second and i took a step back i looked at him again i was like oh no andrew you can't wear that outfit anymore my friend andrew is this white dude and his his default outfit for years almost every day he's not like that clean but he would wear khakis a collared shirt button down and a red hat i was like andrew you gotta change your outfit like i said it's not a joke it's very serious awesome uh i was passing this club i had a sign outside it said club forgery I was like, how do I know this is the real club forgery? I had no way of knowing. I did not go inside. Pretty sure uh, Warhol Kaufman killed himself. Uh, I'm pretty sure Waldo killed Tupac. Like either Waldo killed Tupac or at least he knows he knows something. <laughs> I wonder if I could just get an electrical shock and just end it right now. Um I used to I used to have this bolt in the my bathroom. It was like on the light switch in my bathroom. This one I guess it was a screw, and if you touch it you would get an electrical shock. And it was kind of, I liked it, you know? So, like, sometimes I would go and touch it and just, like, get, like touch it a couple times, you know? Like, ooh, get, like, charged up. Like, go live my day. It's, like, a kind of a small antidepressant. Ask Gary Goldman, minor electroshock. But then one day I got too into it. It wasn't sexual. Stop looking at me like that. And I, I just touched it. One day I touched it for, like, hmm, 15 minutes or something. And then <laughs> it was a weird day. That's all I'm saying. Biometrically. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Physical comedy, guys. Warhol. <laughs> I just ran a marathon. In my mind. Just listen to that rain. That's really relaxing. All right. Thank you. Laurel Kaufman, everyone. Um, I'll do a quick set. If you'll all stick around just real quick. Okay. There's money in there. Uh, you guys want to hear about racism, or do you want to hear about uh, lady racism. lady stuff? Racism, cool. Racist lady stuff. Racist lady stuff. So, so this is a funny. 
I've been called a racist a lot lately, and it's really funny. And I don't know how to explain to people the, my explanation for why I'm not a racist makes me sound racist. So I was married to a black guy for like seven years. But if I walk around and say, that, well, I can't be racist, my husband was black. That's like kind of the most racist thing you could say if I wear a t-shirt that's like, my husband was black. Anyways, I was um, really, really Christian when I grew up, and so I didn't have sex until I was married with my husband who was black and we used to go to these parties all the time together and people would say, oh, lucky you, he's got a huge dick. He's black, his huge, huge dick. And I'm like, yes, his huge, awesome dick, yeah. And then he'd never let me have, like we never had sex toys, we never had dildos or anything and I never really wondered about it or thought why, I didn't understand. I was just like, it was just not something we do. Um, he also didn't go down on me and everyone was like, well that's cause he's black, black guys don't go down on women. That's the first stereotype that I think is untrue. But so he, I, everyone said he's got this huge dick, it's so great. I'm like, yes, his dick is huge, it's fantastic. No sex toys in the bathroom, in the bathroom, in the bedroom, anywhere. So then I moved to San Francisco and I, I leave him and I sleep with my first white guy and I was like, holy fuck, your dick is huge. And perspective, it was, it was just perspective. <laughs> Not all stereotypes are real, everyone. Not all of them are real. That's racist. <laughs> Six inches, pretty standard. Didn't know, I didn't. I didn't know that he had a small, I love talking about my ex-husband's small dick. It's so fun. It's like, it's one of the, it's, is that, is that, is that, it's, is that too demasculating for people? Everyone else talks about dicks all the time. So I'm like, all right, here, I'll tell you about the biggest dick I ever saw. But the thing was, it was when I was still married, but I didn't think it was a real dick because it was, it was on a retarded kid. And I was like, well, that's just the way that they are. I was a special ed teacher. I own that. I was a special ed teacher for four years. I get to use that word. That's my word. I made $24,000 a year for four years. I get to use the word retard, all right? It's my prerogative. So there was this guy, and he was in one of the classes I was teaching. I was substituting special ed, and it was one of the classrooms where there's like, their IQs are 80 or lower. They're like sifting buttons and, and like folding clothes and stuff like that. And so there was a kid, and he's, he's in the bathroom, and he's screaming, Rah! And I look at the two aides in the room and I'm like, what's going on in the bathroom? Should I worry to be worried about this? And they said, no, no, don't worry about it. And I hear it again from behind the door. And they go, just, just let it be. Just don't worry about it. Third time, finally. And like, I'm opening the door. So I open the door and I see this kid and I, I'll never forget it. He had long hair and it was super greasy and the back of his head was really flat. And he was like sitting on the toilet and stroking this enormous 17-inch cock. Just like, and I slammed the door and I looked at the other two women and I was like, what? And they're like, he does that to all the subs. And I was like, I thought these kids were retarded. That's a pretty fucking smart move. That was really, but then I started thinking like, wow, God is mean because he's got the biggest dick I've ever seen. Is he ever going to be able to use it? And then I thought, is there retard porn? Because I could be his agent. <laughs> I could, right? Is that... Is that bad? Is that, can I make money off it? I mean, it was the biggest, but that was the thing is I didn't equate it to being like a real dick because I just, it was so, it was the biggest thing I've ever seen. I didn't think, I didn't even compare it to my husband's dick because they just didn't even seem like the same animal, you know, like, like, it was so big. Seriously, it was the longest dick I've ever seen. 
Uh, and it didn't. It did not make me excited at all. It was one of those things like, why? Why would God ever make a dick that big? Nobody could take a dick that big. What the fuck are, can anybody do with the... I mean, I'm such... I, I mean, I, you just get eviscerated. It's like that Rumi poem about fucking the donkey and the servant girls looking through the window. Do you know the Rumi poem? When It's called The Gourd. And so the servant girl is looking... It's a real poem. It's from like the Rumi from like the 13th century or something. And so she's... This, the servant girl is looking through the door in the, the peephole and she sees that the, the woman of the house is fucking a donkey. But what she doesn't see is that there's a gourd on the donkey's penis. And so she goes at night and she gets the woman of the house's donkey and she starts fucking the donkey and she dies because she didn't know about the gourd. Anyways, that's all. It's a real poem. It's a real, that was just, that's just a, I went to, went to poetry school. That's it. Okay, thanks guys, bye, yay. Um, thank you all, thank you all for being here today. I really appreciate that, everybody. Um, and thanks for doing the thing on the internets and all that stuff. And um, thanks for, with the, follow us on Mutiny Radio SF. I, I post I post things all the time. I have no idea how to follow people or how to do anything. I just learned that you can have messages inside of it. And I was like, oh shit. Okay, well thank you so much. The podcast will come out later and bye, yay! yay. The Ha Ha Harvest Festival is really, really good. Ron, Lin- I met Ron Lynch. Yeah, yeah, and it was in Portland. Yeah, and I, and I, it was really, really great. They were well, Portland. I, Portland is really kind to me for whatever reason. They're really great. Um, but yeah, Ha Ha Harvest Festival is amazing, and I got to be on Ron Lynch's show, and I got to meet him and hang out with him a bunch, and and I was like, oh shit, he's like, but he's like a really down to earth, cool guy. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. It was only three days. So the Ha Ha Harvest Festival was three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be the, that weekend after Thanksgiving. I didn't even, I went up there, I didn't have anywhere to stay that weekend, and every night I had a place to stay. All the after parties were off the hook. There was total, like, free food and free beer at everything. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great festival. So Ha Ha Harvest Festival, apply next year. All right, bye, everybody. Yay! Oh, that's Santana in there. I was like, what the yeah, fuck is going like on? something, anything that you were saying, with all the people I know, I'm still a lonely man, you know, it's funny, I thought I had her in the palm of my hand.
prices over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Everything is here except for the after parties. Okay. Um, yeah, everything's here. And so, yeah, it's going to be, there'll be podcasts from 10 in the morning and everything until 10 at night. So, 12 hours every day. This is live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. And I have a video. Why not make a donation? Every day, all the time. Radio. Streaming live the station. District of Emission. Button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! That's how I know, that's how I'm going to put it in. I 18 performances on my Because I know everybody. Because I met a lot of people. No, I, 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 there's, uh, there's Seattle, or, um, Oregon, California, LA, there's a couple of different companies. Um, New York, and I will Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, um, from your uh, chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. Oh, yeah, no, that's why. That's why I, that's why I got back, because I posted to 50 different, I posted one post to 50 times, and they said, you're shut down for a week. They were like, you're shut no, they wanted me to pet them. That, that was all. They just wanted me to pay. They don't, they don't want you to use their program the way it's designed. They want you to pay that money to boost it. I'm Michael Spiegelman. I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Yeah. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're yeah. chosen. Oh uh, here's his theme song festival. again. Bye. Okay, my God. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, all of the money goes like that. And it was it was crazy because they they cut me off for a week, so I I lost like. 
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th and annual comedy festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> C- 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, Flap. 6 to 8. Happy hour Flap with Classic on George Mutiny Radio. D. Dot FM. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio.
I knew these people, these two people. <clears throat> they were in love with each other. The girl was very young, about 17 or 18, I guess. And the guy was quite a bit older. He was kind of raggedy and
She was very beautiful, you know? And together they turned everything into a kind of an adventure. She liked that. Just an ordinary trip down to the grocery store was full of adventure. And they were always laughing at stupid things. He liked to make it laugh. They didn't much care for anything else uh, because all they wanted to do was be with each other. They were always together. And he, he loved her more than he ever felt possible. He couldn't stand being away from her um, during the day when he went to work.
so he'd quit. Just to be home with her. Then he'd get another job when the money ran out. And then he'd quit again. But pretty soon she started to worry. About what? Money, I guess. Not having enough. Hmm? Not knowing when the next check was coming in. Yeah, I know that feeling. So he started to get kind of torn inside coming in. Yeah, I know that feeling. So he started to get kind of torn inside. How do you mean? Well, he knew he had to work to support her, but he couldn't stand being away from her either. And the more he was away from her, the crazier he got. Except now, he got really crazy. He started imagining all kinds of things. Like what? He started thinking that she was seeing other men on the sly. He'd come home from work and accuse her of spending the day with somebody else. He'd yell at him to break things in the trailer. Anyway, he started to drink real bad. He'd stay out late to test her, to see if she'd get jealous. He wanted her to get jealous, but she didn't. She just worried about him. But that got him even madder. He thought if she never got jealous of him, that she didn't really care about him. Jealousy was a sign of her love for him. And then one night, one night, she told him that she was pregnant. She was about three or four months pregnant, and he didn't even know. And then suddenly everything changed. He stopped drinking, got a steady job. He was convinced that she loved him now because she was carrying his child. And he was going to dedicate himself to making a home for her. But a funny thing started to happen. He didn't even notice it at first. She started to change. From the day the baby was born, she began to get irritated with everything around her. She got mad at everything. Even the baby seemed to be an injustice to her. He kept trying to make everything all right for her, buy her things, take her out to dinner once a week. But nothing seemed to satisfy her. For two years, he struggled to pull them back together like they were when they first met. Finally, he knew it was never going to work out. So he hit the bottle again. But this time it got mean. This time when he came home late at night, she wasn't worried about him or jealous. She was just enraged. She accused him of holding her captive by making her have a baby. She told him that she dreamed about escaping, 
that was all she dreamed about, escape. She saw herself at night running naked down a highway, running across fields, running down riverbeds, always running. And always just when she was about to get away, he'd be there. He would stop her somehow. He would just appear and stop her. And when she told him these dreams, he believed them. He knew she had to be stopped or she'd leave him forever. So he tied a cowbell to her ankle so he could hear at night if she tried to get out of bed. But she learned how to muffle the bell by stuffing a sock into it and inching her way out of the bed and into the night. He caught her one night when the sock fell out and he heard her trying to run to the highway. He caught her and dragged her back to the trailer and tied her to the stove with his belt. He just left her there, went back to bed, and lay there listening to her scream. Then he listened to his son's scream. And he was surprised at himself because he didn't feel anything anymore. All he wanted to do was sleep. And for the first time, he wished he were far away. Lost in a deep, vast country where nobody knew him. Somewhere without language. Or streets. And he dreamed about this place without knowing its name. And when he woke up, he was on fire. There were blue flames burning the sheets of his bed. He ran through the flames toward the only two people he loved. But they were gone. His arms were burning, and he threw himself outside ground. Then he ran. He never looked back at the fire. He just ran. He ran until the sun came up. And he couldn't run any further. When the sun went down, he ran again. For five days he ran like this, until every sign of man had disappeared. Thank you.